Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thanks for coming to uh, tuning in today, tuning into the channel to see what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, uh, we got on Product Hunt today. That's pretty cool. You can see the prior episode where we talk about that in depth. I got to tell you, we're still reviewing the AT&T uh, Pixel 4 XL from AT&T and uh, loving it. I really fall in love with it. It's now my main phone I'm using. I love my notes still, but uh, hey, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trading out for what's new. <laughs> this is why I'm not married. Uh, anyway, uh, the portrait mode of the photographic uh, camera that's in it is really nice. It makes this really wonderful buttery bokeh. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm really loving the camera as well. I, I didn't think I'd love these new phones that have these giant camera boxes on the back of them, but I'm definitely loving the camera. The phone's super fast, loving the gestures and stuff you can take and do. I can just look at my phone now to open it. I don't have to do fingerprint anymore, or type in the code. Uh, I really like that. Uh, if you move it, it kind of starts to activate it, and then it goes to full on once it sees your face. It does a really good job of it. I'm really impressed so far, I got to tell you. So if you get a chance, go to att.com, check out the uh, Pixel 4 and the Pixel 4 XL. Of course, you can get all the other phones they have at att.com as well, but I'm really loving it. Uh, and uh, let's talk about a few other things that are really cool out there in the marketplace. Um, master and dynamic. Now, if you've seen me on the show, the Chris Voss show podcast, or seen me out in public wearing headphones and stuff, I'm always wearing my master and dynamics, uh, uh, MH forties and the, uh, Bluetooth, um, noise canceling ones. The, I believe they're the MW 65s name escapes me off the top of the head, but, uh, they're the latest Bluetooth authoring of noise cancellation from master dynamic. They have come out with their new, uh, ear buds, earphones, if you will, the Bluetooth earphones that go in your ears. And um, they we profiled them, reviewed them a little while ago, the MW07s. They've come up with some new ones called the MW07 Goes. So be sure to check those out as well. Uh, these are really, really, really beautiful designed um, units. Then they also have the MW07 Pluses. Uh, so pretty cool that way. Uh, they've got Bluetooth 5.0 in them. They got all sorts of different designs and stuff. The, um, the, uh, true wireless, uh, MW07 goes, you can get for a much cheaper price. They're about 199. So, uh, cool that way you can save a little bit of money, but the really cool ones that look really nice, especially are the MW07 pluses. Um, and they're two ninety nine, and uh, they basically, you know, have got Bluetooth five point in them. Uh, quick pairing, thirty meters up to a hundred feet. Uh, these are just beautiful, beautiful earphones. We reviewed them, like I said, on the Chris Voss show, the normal MW sevens, and uh, yeah. You're just going to get your mind blown uh, checking them out. They come in a beautiful case as well. I highly, highly recommend them. And I got to tell you, that's what we use here on the Chris Foss Show. I can game for eight hours a day and uh, wear my uh, MH40s or, uh, let's see, my MH40s. That's the that's the thing I love the most. Of course, it has to be corded. Uh, and the MW65s, The uh, that's actually what I'm wearing right now because I'm kind of flip between the two. The MW65s are active noise-canceling wireless headphones, and they are just beautiful. They are light as I'll get out, and I use them when I travel, get on airplanes and all that stuff with all the noisy kids screaming, 
Um, I love them. So to me, they're some of the best headphones on the market in the consumer uh, categories, uh, and they're worth every money you can pay for them. In fact, my M uh, H40s, uh, the ones I have right now, uh, have I've had for like almost five years. And they're still like new. They're just impeccable in their beauty. I think the only thing I've had to replace is the ear uh, foams. Something about my sweat like burns down glue and and melts stuff. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I have like the sweat of an alien creature from the alien movies where it's acid basically, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. But uh, what's cool about uh, Master Dynamic is they make it so you can buy different colors and you can, you know, you can kind of personalize your stuff. So about every six months or so or every year or so I burn through uh, the foam and and the stuff. But I don't know. I do the same thing on like watches and stuff. My my sweat will take in, uh, make them all grimy and I'll get this like green stuff growing in them. So um, I don't know what it is, man. I'm a guy. I sweat a lot. What can you say? But uh, the sound quality is exceptional over the top. The build quality is exceptional over the top. If Steve Jobs made um, great headphones and earphones, they would he would make Master and Dynamics, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm 100% sure. Uh, but, you know, he's dead, so it's a little hard to prove that. <laughs> if he was alive, he'd probably quit Apple and go to Master and Dynamic and be like, you guys make a really good product. Anyway, uh, be sure to check that. You can go to Master and Dynamic, MasterDynamic.com. Let's put it that way. So let's get into news now that we've probably a few cool product features that are out there in the marketplace. Yeah, watch for those reviews on all those products coming up. Uh, I think we requested them. Uh, top of the news from the New York Times. This is kind of interesting. Google claims... It's got quantum supremacy after its Sycamore processor completed a calculation in 3 minutes, 20 seconds that would take, get this, 10,000 years on today's supercomputers. So uh, how fast would that be on my crappy little old computer then? (laughs) Wow, that thing's crazy, man. Look at the picture on the New York Times. If you get a chance, go check it out. Uh, They say it can change computing. And they've got this crazy, the thing looks like one of those Doctor Who uh, evil robots turned upside down, kind of kind of little weird. Uh, that thing looks crazy, man. And so they've got this uh, supercomputer in Santa Barbara, and it achieved a long-sought breakthrough in quantum supremacy. It allows all sorts of new computers to do calculations at speeds that are inconceivable inconceivable what was that from princess bride uh (laughs) that's inconceivable um (laughs) but the poison in front of me is not the poison that you have that you would know that i would have in front of me i'm not even doing that right it's been so long since i've seen that but you you get the reference there inconceivable uh whatever i should i should name the podcast that inconceivable podcast and then there'll just be nothing there because it is, of course, inconceivable. So, therefore, there would be no content on the podcast because you would not be able to conceive it because it would be far beyond your penile brain. <laughs> kind of like the Chris Voss show, but not. Anyway, uh, so they've um, been working on this quantum computer and uh, they claim it could uh, kick ass and did in three minutes and 20 seconds. A mathematical calculation of some computers cannot compete complete in under 10,000 years. And uh, I don't know what to say about that math, eh? Math and science 
at the best work. So they uh, science likening liking Google's announcement to the Wright brothers' first f- plane flight in 1903. All I want to know is, can I game on that computer now? That'd be cool. I want to be able to play Destiny video games on that thing. I want. I, I'm expecting 1,000 FPS or 10,000. Fuck that. 10,000 FPS. It's a supercomputer that's super, super on 10,000 FPS. I'm probably going to have a seizure looking at that screen. I don't even know why. Uh, so anyway, this is cool. And uh, I don't know. When can I buy one? <laughs> I guess that's my first question. I'll take one of those today. Because God knows we can't get our porn fast enough. I don't know. Whatever, man. Uh, up in the news as well. Those of you who are married, you get that joke. Uh, Microsoft reports quarter one revenue of $33.1 billion. They're still a business? They're still a thing? Evidently so. They're up 14% year over year. And uh, guess whatever that new program they have where they give Windows away for free, technically, <laughs> uh, is going to work. And it looks like their cloud is driving a lot of it, the Azure cloud. So um, there you go. Wow, Microsoft's making money. Bill Gates still gets richer. Good for him. <laughs> Today was an interesting story. You, you know, we've been following this on the com. Keep in mind, we try not to get to politics too much on this show. But uh, we save that for another show, Chris Voss on Politics, podcast on politics. You can subscribe to that at bcvpn.com. Uh, but this is kind of interesting because it is technology and, and polit- politics is a factor in technology and technology companies we cover. And according to the Washington Post, at a hearing at Libra, on Libra, uh, which is the cryptocurrency Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook have been trying to launch, they were grilled by house lockmakers from both parties on the proposed cryptocurrency privacy, diversity, and misinformation. And evidently, they lashed the crap out of poor Mark Zuckerberg. He's just trying to help people and make money off your ass. Uh <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, gave him a lashing, which is always kind of funny. Cause I'm not sure half the people in that room of Congress and I'm not pointing fingers at any particular party. They're all kind of inept at technology. Like I'm not even sure half of them even know what crypto, uh, encryption is or cryptocurrency is <laughs> like, you know, I mean, during a few years back, well, it was a, quite a few years back, but there was the, there was the congressman who claimed the internet was a series of pipes. <laughs> Which is why I always do that thing when you hear me in an interview where I'm like, so tell us where to find your podcast or find your uh, website on the intertubes. <laughs> it's a series of intertubes. Yeah, they're just, it's pneumatic too. It carries the pneumatic data from one thing to another. And one of those little pneumatic things that they have at Home Depot or used to have. They don't have any more. I haven't seen them. Anyway, um, yeah, they don't like Libra. They're worried that Facebook is so freaking powerful they might create a new cryptocurrency that would take over the world that everyone would start using. So I don't know, man. Uh, you know, whatever. You can't fight the future. You can't fight progress. That's vanity. Um, as a favorite line from my movie, uh, the movie uh, No Country for Old Men, you can't stop what's coming. That's vanity. Uh, it ain't all about you, baby. Um, so whatever, man. Uh, I don't know. He's Mark Zuckerberg. He can do what he wants. And he doesn't have to 
get your permission. He's a billionaire <laughs> if you haven't checked. So I don't know. Maybe he'll run for president someday. What the hell? It seems like billionaires are running for president all the time now. That's the new blood sport of billionaires because God knows they don't have enough money and power now. They kind of just do whatever. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next item. Uh, hopefully Mark survived. I'm going to be looking for videos like they had the last time he showed up on the hill where people asked stupid questions. Um, and he just sat there going, do I really have to answer this? It is. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to go look on Reddit and see if there's any of that going on. Uh, up in tech news as well. Sorry if this borders a little on, on politics, but it's true. Uh, we have to follow this as a mechanism of strategy. Uh, memo, according to Axis, from the departing chief of White House security lays out how an ongoing reorganization of the Trump administration has left its networks more vulnerable to attack. Um, so uh, he is saying that the White House is posturing itself to be electronically compromised once again. Uh, so that's, you know, I, I don't know what it is, man. We need to start electing more like, uh, techno nerds to politics because, you know, we're, we're going to lose the war if we're not careful. Uh, the future of world wars is going to be in hacking and in, um, you know, all these different things that you can do to bring down servers and everything else and steal information. That's really where the new future world wars are going to be held. And they're already happening now. There's already people attacking nuclear plants, servers, trying to hack into them so they can create a meltdown and get catastrophe and all sorts of good, crazy stuff. And, um, yeah, so really kind of scary. Our politicians just don't get this, man, and why it's important. And maybe they don't want to because maybe, maybe it's easier. Maybe it's easier to recruit people to help. But take that for whatever you will. Uh, according to Vice... There is a leaked presentation that shows Comcast is lobbying U.S. lawmakers against Google and Mozilla's plan to encrypt DNS data, making it harder for ISPs to track users. I, of course, am for this. Uh, I want more privacy in what I'm doing, where I'm tracking. You know, we've got a, a VPN on our networks now, and I'm actually looking at a few different other VPN services to try and get a better idea, see if we can't get the best one attached to, especially one that doesn't slow down our networks like the one we have now does. Um, uh, sometimes you just, you know, it just takes longer to encrypt stuff, I guess. Um, so this is kind of interesting. This is a battle over your data, over your data. They're going to sell to other people once they can track you and know what you're doing and sell it to other people. So, uh, Google Mozilla's plan to encrypt DNS data. There is another side of this coin as well. So you may want to take this into consideration. Google is pushing it because Google is trying to wall off their garden. They're basically, when you're doing all your search and all your stuff in your Google Chrome, they keep it to themselves. So they'll be able to unencrypt your data, see what you're up to. But if anyone else wants to see it, they got to buy it because it'll be encrypted. Um, so a bit of a power play going back and forth here. Um, I would like more privacy, but I am kind of a little wary if Google's going to be the uh, eyes and ears of the thing. Uh, who watches the watcher? Who polices the policeman? Get it? Yeah. What can go wrong? Probably a lot. Uh, CNBC, WeWork. Man, this company's just like a shit show. I mean, we always joked about how uh, Twitter was the clown car that crashed into success. Somebody wrote a book to that effect that coined that term. And it, it's such a classic term that never stops giving for all the fumbles that Twitter consistently makes. Um, get a new CEO. Uh, 
<laughs> that's the problem. Um, it's the CEO, stupid. Anyway, WeWork, uh, says SoftBank, will provide $5 billion in new financing and buy up to $3 billion in share from existing shareholders, which should give SoftBank an 80% in WeWork. If you're familiar, they just bought off their CEO, founder, of a $1.7 billion buyout. I want to build a a bankrupt company that makes no profit and uh, couldn't even get listed because it's so fucking upside down bankrupt and get a payout of $1.7 billion. Jesus, I used to create so many profitable companies back in the day and nobody ever gave me any billions of dollars. And then all it is is a real estate office company. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a real estate office company, leasing company, that instead of leasing you your own private space, it leases you open space that everyone else is using, which is kind of fucked up when you think about it. Brian and Brilliant, kind of fucked up. <laughs> hey, do you want to go work in a noisy office with 50,000 fucking other people from other different companies? People you can't even fucking fire? I mean, at least when you own your own office space, you can throw people out of your office or you can say, hey, stop being so noisy in my fucking office because it's my office. But, you know, they're embracing the new... Uh, thing of millennials that are, you know, they're working and they need an office. I've thought about going and using these sometimes just to kind of get away and out of my space, but I found it's just better to go to like a coffee shop or go have uh, lunch at restaurants, sit down with your laptop and do your work. At least you have control of your environment to a certain degree, unless you have crying babies or something, but then you just throw coffee on them. No, I'm just kidding. I never throw hot coffee on a baby. Maybe it's an iced latte, but, uh, I don't know. I'll, the reason I do that is because I found throwing an ice latte at me in the morning makes me cry less um, over the fact that I'm awake, alive, and got to deal with another day of this bullshit. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, according to Digital Trends Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, 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 I can never say it right, says that their Mate X foldable phone, do they really, this foldable phone trend is killing me. Um, will launch in China next month for $2,400. $2,400? Do you realize that's like a used car price? It's getting out of control, people. Uh, they've shipped 200 smartphones so far in 2019, 64 days faster than 2018. So even though they're banned in the U.S., they're doing all this uh, cool stuff and whatever. $2,400, people, for a mobile phone and a foldable one at that. So God knows if that's going to work. My uh, a friend of mine, I, I don't know if he coined the term. He took it from someplace else. I think he took it from someplace else, but he's famous for saying it. Uh, my friend Robert Scoble. Um, the uh, pioneers are the ones who get all the arrows. The people who are first to market with stuff using get all the arrows. And so these foldable phones, you know, we've already seen Samsung go through issues with them. Uh, do we know how that's going to all work out? I don't know. But we're going to find out. <laughs> $2,400 for, do you realize that's one quarter of $10,000? And last time I checked, $10,000 is a, you know, it's a good little boat money to have. I mean, I'm just saying, man. 10000 So basic, I mean, you're basically $2,400. So like for the, I think for the average American, isn't that like their monthly payment, their monthly income? For some people, that might be a household, actually. I don't know, man. For average or below average, I think that's a household income. So that's like a month worth of pay. 
we're starting to become like a third world fucking country where they're like, the people in Thailand can buy the phone and it's a year's worth of pay. And you're like, holy shit, don't drop that thing, honey. <laughs> um, Wow, man, $2,400. Are you freaking serious? Wow. All right. Sure. Whatever you say. <laughs> anyway, man, Um, I don't know, dude. Whatevs. Whatevs to you, man. Check it out. $2,400. I just can't get over that. Seriously, that's gonna. I'm going to lay in bed tonight just going, who the fuck is that's kind of stupid? I mean... I've got money. I'm not spending 24 hours on no goddamn cell phone. I don't care what it is. I'm going to drop that thing. It's going to break, and I'm going to cry like a mother. $2,400. You can buy like some, you can put that in the 401k or stock account or some sort of an investment thing. Start investing on Wall Street. Why are you buying a fucking foldable phone for $2,400? Christ, I thought $1,000 was too much. Uh, even the $2,000 foldable samsung i'm like no 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 stop it just stop don't stop touching me just get away from me with your 2400 i don't even care that's i mean we're not even talking about the fact that it's hawaii where half the stuff is supposed to be hacked by the chinese government and they're they'll be watching you after that uh next <laughs> 2400 wow i'll tell you what you send me $2,400, I'll send you whatever phone we got laying around here from AT&T. And you know what? I'll even take two of the phones. I'll go to Home Depot, get one of those hinges, and I'll screw it in the doll. I'll probably have to glue it because you can't screw it. But I'll glue it in the phone, and you'll have a foldable fucking phone. $2,400. I'll buy some hinges. <laughs> $5 hinges. I'll even... WD-40 in for you so they don't creak every time you open the phone. <laughs> and they'll pretty much work because I'm just going to glue the back of the hinge onto the phones. So the phones are still going to be the phones. But good luck getting you know them to be one single screen. You know what you can do? Here's how you can get that to work. You just close one eye and look at the phones and then close the other eye and you've got dual screens technology people science bitch anyway let's move on from the breaking bad reference bloomberg says google employees man they're, they're those google employees are getting riled up over there they're uh taking that management to a whole new level they're trying to unionize and all sorts of crap they are accusing the company of making an internal tool to monitor monitor attempts to organize meetings google says it's to prevent calendar spam Hmm, which is it? Calendar spam or an internal tool to monitor attempts and organize meetings? I don't know, man. The allegation underscores tensions between his employees and leadership. You know, why don't, why don't you guys just go start your own fucking company, for Christ's sake? You know, just uh, all your employees are unhappy. Just go do that. I don't know, man. So anyway, there that's going on. There's all sorts of politics and sexual harassment stuff and... Uh, I don't know, man. The the Google employee base is just super freaking active, and they're talking about unionizing now, which they probably should. I mean, might as well. I think everyone should unionize nowadays. It seems like employees don't have shit for for rights anymore. 
This is my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Uh, this is also kind of interesting. This is from Vice. Documents show how Facebook uses Menlo Park's police department, which includes a Facebook-funded unit for campus patrol duties amid racial profiling concerns. I guess uh, Motherboard got a hold of hundreds of documents obtained and show that they're using the police department to reshape the city. That's kind of not, probably not good. I mean, as if Facebook didn't have enough fucking power as it is. They're running the police department? Wow. Mark Zuckerberg. Man, you ever break into his house? You're in some deep doo-doo. <laughs> He's got the Menlo police on speed dial. <laughs> I don't even know if he lives in Menlo Park, but let's just assume for this story that he does. <laughs> I don't know where he lives because I don't stalk him. And he's friends with the Menlo Police, so I'm not going anywhere near the guy. <laughs> I'll just watch him on Capitol Hill. How about that? Uh, next up in our stories, this is according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, very different than the, I don't know, there's no, I can't make that joke work. Um, build a Wall Street Journal. Anyway, whatever. Uh, investigation. The Amazon, you've heard of it, the Amazon. Not the Amazon as in like the Amazon forest, but the Amazon like as in, uh, Amazon.com sells cheap clothes made in dozens of Bangladesh factories, most of which are te deemed too dangerous for workers by other big retailers. Wow. Okay. So I don't know, man. It's apparel. Apparel's always in a weird space, man, because apparel is always usually built in these sweatshops around the country. I even went one into ones that were in the U.S. You know, twenty, thirty, forty years ago, where uh, they had sewing shops and stuff, and they were kind of sweaty too. Um, so whatever, if you're the consumer, if you hate that, you don't like that, boycott it. Rock and roll. Ask where your clothes are made from. You know, honestly, people that are buying cheap clothes probably really don't care where they come from because if you you know i mean forever 21 is filing bankruptcy you got to get your cheap clothes somewhere <laughs> i don't know man i don't like to see people taken advantage of it's sad that we're in this kind of cycle where these developing countries are having to do whatever they can uh in sweatshops and child labor and everything that we did a hundred years ago basically but i don't know I don't know what to do with it. That's the information, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, according to CBN, CNBC, wow, man, what's going on today with Chris? Uh, probably a brain hemorrhage. Uh, Amazon has acquired Health Navigator, which provides online symptom checking and triage tools to companies that are looking to route patients to the right place. Uh, it's a startup founded by emergency medicine doctor, and uh, I guess I guess if you're having symptoms of a certain degree it tells you what the best hospitals to go to this sounds like a good idea to me usually when i'm in full heart attack full stroke mode i usually don't want to be driving around to like different hospitals going hey do you uh, work on this <laughs> probably not a good thing um this is kind of interesting apple pay according to eMarketer, overtook starbucks as the top mobile payment app in the u.s in 2008 with 27.7 million users will grow to 30.3 million users in 2019, representing a 47.3 percent market share. Holy crap! It only took like what five, ten years. <laughs> uh, I had friends that were promising that Apple Pay will take over the world, everyone will be paying with it like in two days, and that didn't happen. Um, so it, it looks like it's heading that way. 
I mean, 47.3% market share. That's getting in business. That's a great place to be right there. Um, so fun is fun. Next up on the news item, Pando. According to uh, Sarah Lacey and Paul Carr, sell Pando. Seven years after launching it to an ad tech company, buy sell ads, which bought Dig in 2018. <laughs> I think they bought it at a deep discount. <laughs> so cool. Um, there you go. Uh, there was a Pando for sale. I don't even know what Pando is or what they do, and I really just don't care. I mean, if these guys bought Dig, well, good for them. Dig, is that still a thing? I used to get the newsletter. It was kind of interesting then to find and subscribe. I just didn't care anymore. So whatever. eBay reports uh, quarter three revenue, according to ZDNet, of $2.65 billion. A flat year-over-year meeting analyst estimates saying it grew active buyers by 4% across this platform. I'm really surprised they're still doing well. They're so awful to sign up for. They're so awful to do business with. The base there is like all these Nigerian things that do fake bids and then never pay you, and then you have to relist your thing. I'm so sick of it. It used to be you could edit those people out, and they kept changing the UI, so you couldn't exclude them, and uh, which just made it even more annoying as well. Uh, last up, uh, according to CNET, Samsung unveils the Exynos I'm not even sure how to pronounce that. Exynos 990, it's new flagship SOC that's 20% faster overall, 20 times faster on AI-specific tasks, and a new 5G modem made with a 7NM process. So uh, if you buy the next year's flagship Galaxy phones, it may come out with the performance boost for a new processor that they announced, the Exynos 990 Samsung. Um, processor. So that might be cool. Hey, funner's fun. And uh, yeah, I'm looking for better modems. If we can get that 5G going, assuming it will ever get going. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, anyway, guys, that's my uh, news rundown of today. And uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Be sure to see our prior, prior segment that we did on all the product hunt products that kind of stuck out to me that I thought were fairly cool or funny for that matter. And be sure to subscribe to the show. Tell your friends to subscribe to the show. Tell everybody you know you subscribe to the show and download on their things. We appreciate you. Love you. We'll see you next time on the Chris Foss Show. Or not. You still here? It's a, it's over. This show's over, folks. You can go home. You're still listening, aren't you? It's 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 okay to go. You can go. You you can turn it off now. The, the podcast is over. Yeah, yeah. But thanks for coming, though. I you know I appreciate being here. Yeah, I, thanks. It was a good podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah. But no, seriously, like, I have to end the show, but you have to leave. <clears throat> I'll wait. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And just finish the text message and just end the show. Just go. Just go. All right. You're, you're still going to keep listening? Well, if you keep listening, then I still have to keep making show. I don't. I'm trying to end the show, but you you keep listening, and I can't end the show if you keep listening because. Do you see how that works? So um, I'm just trying to be polite here. I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to. It's like I don't want to hang up before you hang up. 
See you guys next time.